What's going on, everybody? We are back three days in a row, back to back to back to back to back. ABJ podcast. There's actually more happening that you guys aren't seeing. The days that aren't going live, I'm still recording for future episodes. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But we are back, episode 76 with Big Dan Champion. Super excited for this one. This guy been a fan of for a long time. Worked with him at Camp Leapfrog. Uh, I just missed a boat with him in PPW, but he's there now, killing it. Uh, been to a lot of different shows. We'll plug and talk about all those later in the episode as well. Uh, so stay tuned for that. All my guest links are down below. Make sure you support as well as the links for ABJ. Anywhere you find me on social media is there. Merchandise, some new logos just dropped. Uh, the, the I'm a Paul Heyman guy inspired shirt just retweaked a little bit to be more inclusive. So instead of I'm a Paul Heyman guy or girl, it says I'm a fan of ABJ, which is hilarious. And then real small podcast because you know the bit. So that's out there now. So a lot of cool things. We rehash some old logos that used to be my old network that you can see now. Uh, so the, tons of stuff to use to support. Anything that you guys do now when it comes to donations, Patreon, merchandise is all going towards my trip that's coming up at the end of the month. I will be in the UK for my first ever major wrestling show I've ever been to. I've never been to a pay-per-view. I've only been to a Raw and a SmackDown. Uh, and my first show pay-per-view I'm ever going to go to is going to be all in in Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium is my bucket list venue of all time. And the fact that it's a wrestling show happening there, the fact that it's AEW, which I'm a huge fan of, is happening there. And plus, uh, it's going to have Probably my favorite wrestler of all, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time in the main event. Hope to God he wins a title. And also, it's going to be the largest drawing wrestling show in the history of the world. It's really, really close, and I think they're going to do it. And it's just magical, and I'm super happy. So huge thanks to Raz and Anastasia for helping me with that trip. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. But anyway, uh, and also thank you to our sponsor, Suplex Vintage Wrestlings. Guys, it has finally happened. A whole store fully dedicated to vintage wrestling. They said it can never be done, but I have seen it with my own eyes. Suplex Vintage Wrestling is a store curated for, by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. Located on 5th Street in Philadelphia, PA, just one block south of South Street in the heart of Queen Village. Their shop features the largest collection of vintage wrestling apparel under one roof. Their selection includes classic designs featuring your uh, favorites from the wrestlers from the Golden Age, Attitude Era, Internationals, Indies, and more. And if you're tired of watching your premium live events at home, SVW hosts the best watch party since your friend Kyle's birthday party when you were 12. And if shirts and watch parties aren't your thing, let's not forget their selection of figures, replica belts, trading cards, and their t-shirts and hats to, uh, of the rare wrestling and rare wrestling memorabilia. They have something for every wrestling enthusiast out there. So what are you waiting for? Check them out at suplex.svu on Instagram or at suplex.svw.com to let them satisfy your nostalgia wrestling needs. All right. Housekeeping's out of the way. It's time to get big. I uh, I picked it. I think it's a Cardi B song. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know a lot of new music, but all I know is a song says you got big, big energy. And I thought it was hilarious. So I used it as the thumbnail and it's just short. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I probably should have used Bruce Springsteen, but I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute as well. But without further ado, let's bring in the biggest guest of the ABJ podcast. Dan What's Chaffee. up? Hey, What's going on, bud? A, have you ever been in that suplex store? I have. Yeah, it's awesome. I guys. love it. They uh they they have they reached out to me when I was at probably my lowest point. My car just broke down. I lost my job. I was struggling really hard, and they're like, "Yo, we've been watching your content, and we want to sponsor you and help you out." And they have been absolutely. They never met me from a hole in the wall. Uh, and I went out there a couple times, hung out with them. We have some stuff planned in the future. Um, but they are sponsors of the podcast, and they're really really good humans. Good guys. Good guys. Yeah, love them to death. But how you been, man? Everything's good. Yeah. Uh, so the, we first met at Camp Leapfrog, right? Yeah, and, and and then okay. uh, 
done a, did a couple shows there and, and hung out and it was a really fun. You did a great job. And then just kind of crossing paths here and there in the wrestling world. But you've been around for a minute. Uh, you've been doing this for quite some time. You have accomplished a lot. You're, you're, so right now you probably say what's your, your home promotion that people uh, can see you at. Yeah, my home promotion is definitely a LVAC, uh, Lehigh Valley Athletic Council out here in the Lehigh Valley. Um, we do, you know, uh, about maybe like a dozen shows a year, maybe a little less than that, but they're all a great time. Uh, we have a big, big one. Our WrestleMania is coming up September 16th at Steel Stacks in uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at the Arch's Quest building. Uh, right now, the music fest going on. They made the biggest music festival in the country. And right after music fest, we're there. So that's very exciting. The, is it, are you doing the indoor one again? Like the same place yeah. it was last time? That yeah. venue is super. I, I missed it. And usually every time that something's happened with that, I, I can never make it. Um, the one year I was in Vegas and my buddy was sending me pictures uh, of him at the show. And it was funny because he took a picture of the draw that day was Orange Cassidy. And he, and he took a picture of him in Orange. And I sent him a picture back on Snapchat of me in Vegas wearing my Orange Cassidy t-shirt. <laughs> and he wrote, I guess he said, like, my buddy's in Vegas wearing your shirt. He goes, I don't care. You should be here. Right, That's all yes. he said to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, those shows are so cool. They did a drive-in show, a brewery show, the Steel Stack show. The venue's always changing. And sure. the venues are kind of like mashing other things together with pro wrestling. And I think it's genius. Yeah. So, I, you know, um, nothing to take away from anybody. But just wrestling like in a VFW hall or something like that, that's okay. But you can if you can pair it up with some cool like last week we did it at Coca-Cola Park before an Iron Pigs game. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We run at a social club called Socals, which is like a bar that's open till three in the morning. You know, it's a it 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 has character. The building has character, I'll say that. Um, so those things are cool, you know, those things are really cool. Yeah, the the one I went to was Avery Good's farewell show, and it yeah. was unbelievable. Um, the highlight to me is when um, uh, one of one of my favorite wrestlers I've grown to love, BP is the biggest fan of him. Uh, Ultramanus Black's band, yeah, uh, they're side of the stage, and then they just started playing, and a fight erupted, and the band just kept playing the whole match, and it was awesome. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, but if you are in the Northeast PA area or the Jersey, New York, and you want to take a ride down, follow LVAC on all social media. I'm telling you, their shows are amazing. Another cool thing about those shows that I got to learn about myself is I don't mind vegan food. Uh, a lot of vegan options. Uh, they're they're big vegan supporters there. I had a vegan donut. I had vegan cookies. I had vegan pretz, uh, pretzel. I no, it was not pretzel. Pizza. Pizza I had. Yeah, and there, it was all amazing. And it didn't I, – I never knew or thought I was missing anything else. If I feel like if that was a more bigger option, I would probably lean more that way. Right, right. Yeah, but it's just I can't go to the store with my laziness and I can't cook. So <laughs> it's hard to be a vegan, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, well, let's dive into it, Dan. When did you fall in love with the business of professional wrestling? Um, right. My earliest memories, you know. Uh, my dad tells a story where I would tell people that was Hulk Hogan when I was like two or three years old. So before I really have memories of watching pro wrestling, I was into pro wrestling. Uh, and then you were always a Hogan guy? Um, you know, until recent. Yeah. You know, as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I, was, I never I, bought into it. I never got into the baby yeah. faces. Oh, see, I loved Hogan. He, uh, yeah. 
I, mean, I was a savage guy. Your, your condition to that way as a kid, and growing up in the 80s, uh, late 80s. So he was everywhere. I had his poster. I had his toys. I had everything. Yeah, I the late 80s, was. my dad was into the fa- the fan clubs were a big thing. So my dad got me into the Michael Jordan fan club, the Rusty Wallace fan club, the Hulk Hogan fan club. And I believe there was another one. I just forget what it was. So I didn't learn about sports. I learned about this is the person and this is the industry they're attached oh, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember I had all this Hulk Hogan stuff. And then I started watching. I was like, I don't like him. And my dad's <laughs> like, he's like the Jesus of pro wrestling. I'm like, I yeah. like that Macho Man guy. I like the guy in the, the kilt. I like yeah. I picked all the bad guys. <laughs> It was like a thing to start wrong with my kid. <laughs> like the heels, I'm cheering. I'm like, yeah. Until Jake, until Jake bit Macho Man with the snake, I bawled like a baby because I like uh, Jake's too. But he literally, I think that's my my condition: fear to snakes uh, at an <laughs> early age. But uh, so yeah, uh, do you have any memories growing up of like some shows or things you did? Oh grow, yeah, like, sure. What are some of your uh, favorites? So I guess one of my earliest memories is um, my mom calling in. QVC to get us WWF trading cards. And, you know, so like you call in and they're like, Hey, do you want to talk to the guests? She's like, yeah. So she talked to macho man. Oh my and God. He gave a shout out to me, my brothers. So that was cool. <laughs> uh, uh, my first independent wrestling show. Well, my first WWF show was in Allentown at the Stabler arena mm-hmm. on a Bethlehem in the Stabler arena. And uh, that was right near the beginning of the attitude era. So I think it was, the main event was Bret Hart and Psycho Sid against Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, something like that. Um, And then my first independent show was at my high school when I was in eighth grade. Um, And that just, the independent show just blew me away. It was, it was awesome. (laughs) And then right at that point, I was like. Do you remember who was on it? Um, Tito Santana was on it. Uh, A guy named Judas Young. Um, Light and Mike Quackenbush was on it, Tiger Mulligan, um, and then just a bunch of like other indie guys. But it was, yeah. it, it, was it was awesome. It was a lot of they, fun. They did that a lot in our area too, uh, on our, our side of the mountain of Pennsylvania. And the very last show, and I think this was the last show I can honestly remember in my brain, and it was so crazy. And they did such bad things in this show that they just put the word out, like no more wrestling. Cause it was always in schools. Like your school yeah. had it. And they did a no holds barred, uh, any false count anywhere, steel cage match, which I don't even know why they built the cage. Cause neither one of them were going to climb it and neither one even used it. And it was Terry Funk versus Abdul, the butcher. And they bled all oh. over this school. That's awesome. <laughs> First three minutes, the fork came out. Kick in the stomach, Terry Funk pulled it out of his hands and buried it in Abdul's head. And the <laughs> the women and children screeched and they all ran for the door. Like half the arena left because as soon as they got out of the cage and they were bleeding everywhere, people just running for exits. And I'm no. there like, this is awesome. <laughs> and that was it. That was the end of professional wrestling in our area in schools. I don't know who ran it, what the promotion was, or how they got it together. That would be the things I'd like to know is like who ran the things that like because you didn't like you said, do you remember the promotion's name or anything? Yeah. Uh it was uh EWF, Eastern Wrestling Federation. Okay. And That's ISPW. Awesome. I think ISPW still around. But it was like a joint show, so I do remember. I have the po- I have the poster somewhere, so that's probably yeah. why I remember. That's so cool. Yeah, that that was huge then. And like I said, I didn't. I, I completely fall off independent wrestling forever. Then I just didn't know it was a thing. I just I didn't know how it worked. I was just a kid who just went to shows and just didn't know what to expect. 
But uh, that's why branding's important because, you know, it sticks in your head. Now, kids, you go to a wrestling show and the branding's there and like, oh, I remember going to insert wrestling company name here because it's they yeah, do yeah. a better job at it. Um, so when, when did you transition? Actually, before I ask that, uh, growing up, were you into sports? Where, what kind of person was Dan in uh, in school growing up? Yeah. Like I what, what crowd did you fit in? Uh, I, I was big into sports, um, watching and playing. Um, I'm not the uh, – I wasn't the, like, big athletic guy you see today when I was in high school. I was a little bit skinnier. Um, so I played soccer and I played uh, basketball all the time. Um, but, you know, I don't know if I really had a crowd. I just had my, a group of friends that – You just got along with everybody? Got along with, yeah. Uh, what, what did you, Were you Pennsylvania, born and raised, like the Allentown area? No, we, I was uh, born and raised in a town called Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Um, which is very close to Pennsylvania. It's right across the river. So it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty much the High Valley. Yeah. But uh, my high school class had um, myself, um, Orange Cassidy, and Lucky 13. We all graduated the same year. Really? Avery Good, professional wrestler, graduated the same high school a year ahead of us. So our high school has a lot of influence in the pro wrestling world. You, you guys are like the the new version of uh, oh, what's the school in Minnesota that everybody went to? Yeah, shit. <laughs> I, we did a whole episode on it. I forget the name of the school, but like ev- like Rude, I think Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Vern Gagne was like the wrestling coach there. Uh, I cannot remember the name of that school, but it was like a high school in Minnesota where like. 16 wrestlers came out of that's insane i actually seen my first lucky 13 match at uh smash master he's so entertaining he's yeah, so great. good he's yeah. really really good really good. um so were you guys always that crew was that your crew growing up yeah 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 even with avery was even though he was a year older than did you know you know wait we didn't i never really hung out with avery uh in high school um, he was more of the kind of guy that would go into like the woods and drink. <laughs> he was like a popular kid. He was too busy talking to girls, I guess. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't really start talking to Avery, who, uh, you know, right now I'm not talking to him. Um, right, he's kind of a piece of shit in my book right now. Yeah. But um, when we were friends, I, I met him the first time in our early 20s um, at a bar in Phillipsburg. And we got talking, and I got him booked on one of his first independent wrestling shows, you know, a long time ago. So you broke him in? I don't know if I broke him in, but I got him. I got him booked. You got the ball rolling. I guess you know he was he was one of these guys that just wrestled in Allentown, and um, I kind of got him out of that area a little bit to different places. Yeah. Um, but like I said, now he he repaid me in a way a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. Um, you know. So I guess he forgot about the, you know, camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked up. But uh, when did you Robbinsdale? There it is. Robbinsdale high school, Joey image with the save down there. Appreciate that. So um, when did you transition from high school sports, the whole nine and decide, did you go to college? What did you start working right away? Or did you just say, Hey, I'm going to jump right into this wrestling thing. How did that um, Yeah. I, I went to wrestling school right when I was 18. Right out of high, I might still been in high school, uh, in high school or that summer after I graduated. I don't remember, but you know, I had a, I mean, I, I worked, mm-hmm. um, and I went to community college at that time. And, uh, I was going up to, um, Northeast PA to train a couple days a week. Okay. Uh, at school, uh, or is it the one we don't, the one that's yeah, not so, spoken? Of? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Our, our, my bad. My bad. 
Uh, I here's my here's I'll just say here's Wait, we're my thing. We're not probably, we're probably not talking about the same school. Oh, okay, okay, but, never mind uh, then. I went to Backbreaker, so it's just a shitty school. Oh, well, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of good, a lot of fun talents come out of Backbreakers. Yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. fan of yeah, fan of them. I thought we were talking about the promotion slash school. Um, oh no, no, no. It sucks everything that happened, but what happened with talent and storylines there, I'm always going to be a fan of because it's yeah. it was it set it set a whole that that bar that was set by that talent is essentially what we're watching on TV right now. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a moment. But um, so when did you transition? Uh, so you got training there. Uh, did you move then? Like your first, like because you, you were part of that promotion at some point in time, right? Not. I mean, uh, I mean, I'll just say it. I. I, I I wrestled for Chikara like three times. Yeah. And before they, so it's funny, before they got really popular, I had maybe like three matches there. Then they got popular. And then like, they, so at one point they wanted me to be an ant. Um, that would have been awesome. <laughs> like when, not like when some of the other ants came along, like Missile Ant and uh, I was supposed to be like Arctic Ant or something like that. Um, like bull, like a what's the big ones? The big aren't they like bull ants or something like that? Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. something. But what happened was like I was told I need to buy like a helmet that was a thousand dollars, and I think oh. I was like twenty four at the time. I just didn't have like a thousand dollars to pay for a helmet, so I didn't I didn't get that spot. Um, but then like after their peak, um, I did like a couple more shows for them, like maybe two or three. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't in like cool Chikara. I was like in the other <laughs> the other <laughs> parts. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, like I said, that whether a part, whether you're part of the beginning or what, anything that they're very influential and a lot of cool things have come out of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at, around those times, where some other places you worked, and what are some matches that you had that just really stick out to you early in your career? My very first match was against uh, Matt Turner. Really? Yeah. Um, and we're talking 2003. 2004, that's awesome. Somewhere along with there. Uh, and, and, so. You have to remember that, like, when I first started wrestling, there wasn't social media. Um, it was hard to get out. It was hard to get noticed. Mm-hmm. So um, I think some of my early matches that I really liked was uh, one against Avery Good, probably, like, the early to, or the mid-2000s. Uh, we had a match. What, in, what, what character was he at the time? He was Sean Hayes. Okay. Sean Hayes, yeah. So he's, we had like really... he has he has Mick Foley and and all those other characters blown out. He has like like eight different characters. He does. Um, so we had a really cool match in Allentown for uh, LVW for like Bud Carson. So that one was really fun. Um, I had a lot of fun matches in the place called. So me and Orange Cassidy used to be a tag team. Uh, and Lucky, we were called the New Jersey Independent All Stars. <laughs> um, and we had so many fun matches um, when we all first kind of started breaking in down in a place called GBW which was ran by a dude named Greg Excellence, who was in CZW for a hot minute. Um, but that was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. So those are like some of my my better early memories. I, we wrestled in Canada pretty early. That was fun. Um, so yeah, those are my early memories. Um, yeah. Those were the fun matches I had. How did, how did you land the character of Dan Champion, and where do you pull the idea from this character from? Sure. So for a long time, I was uh, Danny Rage. And... It's such a stupid name, and there's no, it's, it's not even a character. I was just a dude. Yeah. Um, so one show, like, it was uh, a, like a wrestling is fun show. And uh, Bryce, Ref Bryce came up. He's like, You're Dan Champion now. 
So he just kind of said it. I, and I think oh. it was in the works with Orange Cassidy. Like, we need to think of something new. So a, a wrestling fun, fun show, like Dan Champion came out. Uh, so that's where Dan Champion was born. And I don't know. I just pull stuff uh, from every little place. Um, you know, my character. Joey Image misses Danny Rage. Yeah, everybody misses it. <laughs> sure. I like the fact that Bryce came up with that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if he came up with it, but he's like, on the show, you're Danny or you're Dan Champion. And I was like, well, I guess every show from now on, I'm gonna be Dan Champion. Yeah. One of my favorite heckles uh, was to you and Bryce at that LVAC show when you're like, oh my beer, and I said tell him his beer sucks yours is better at pilgaru and he just looked at like he just looked at me he goes like yeah because <laughs> you guys came out with the beer this like almost at the same time yeah yeah <laughs> you're probably like i got a beer made about me and he's like yeah i got one too <laughs> that was a fun heckle he's a good guy good very good guy too yeah, um yeah. how does now here's a, here's a question and, I, and i'm not trying to like i don't want to word this wrong or make it come out wrong but like uh, when you're in this industry, as long as you have been, and you've been around so many people that you've been around, and you've seen, you see them hit the, the where they're at now. Like, is it insane? Are you, are you obviously you're proud, but at some point, do you get any like, do you get down on yourself? Is that because like this mental game of professional wrestling, where you feel like you hit walls and you're not getting there where you need to be? Like, how do you navigate that? No, maybe maybe if it happened in like my twenties, it would bother yeah. me, but you know, it happened later in in my, in my mid thirties. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I think it was over, like at that point in my mid thirties, I'm like, I know what I am, you know, I'm not going to get signed. Yeah. Uh, so no, I was, and, and like, I had a career then I had my own career, Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of wrestling. So I was very content where I was at and, you know, uh, and, and then, you know, it was just cool seeing your friends do well, you know? So I, I, I never, never, I never had like any kind of jealousy or I was never frustrated. Um, yeah. I wasn't but, saying like, I wasn't saying, thinking of like a jealousy thing, but like, everyone obviously it's like you're trying out for the team you know what right, i mean yeah. and everyone makes a team and you kind of like maybe you didn't and you're like oh how do you because that's that's something that would probably like oh man yeah. i gotta fi- i gotta figure something out like no when, when everyone started when all my not all my friends but a lot of my friends started in sign and blowing up i was already you know 35 so it was <laughs> i was okay with it um yeah I'm, i was very content and and then to be honest like in my own little way i started getting noticed you know, I got out of like just wrestling in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. I got, you know, bookings with like AIW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got bookings uh, mm-hmm. like Black Label Pro. You know, I got some really cool bookings. And I started like even now I'm getting used a lot more than I ever did. Um, so I'm just happy with that. I'm just happy still to be able to still do it and kind of, you know, have some kind of relevancy. Yeah. Uh, if people who have never seen your wrestle before uh, were to say what type of style are you or who are some people you emulate or try to uh pull from yeah. as your style who would they be um no i really like um davy boy smith i like big guys that have some agility mike awesome davy boy smith um vader to a certain extent um those guys always enjoy big dudes i can like move they're just not like a big dude yeah one of the ones that come to my like my mind immediately uh, just because you guys are both this like this, like that bigger statue size, but you were both athletic, uh, Brody. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's that's so crazy. So when uh, you have you always leaned more to the tag team side and the stable side, or do you do you enjoy doing the stuff like maybe solo as well? Like where do you if you do you have a preference? Do you prefer to be solo or tag team or stable? Oh, right now uh, tag team since I'm old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. 
And and you just cre- recently won tag team championships at PPW. Yep. I'm not sure. Are you are you anywhere else that you're holding any gold? Um, no, there is. I I was for a while the uh, PWE heavyweight champion, but I lost that a month ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, so now I'm the PPW tag team champion. There it is. I, I'm bummed I'm not there to watch that. Are you guys? <laughs> I don't I don't know the character. Are you guys good bad? Oh, we're we're a couple of bad fellas. Good, I love that. Heel Dan Champion's the best. Mm-hmm. Your your run with as a heel and leapfrog was my favorite because you come <laughs> out and you were still like goofy. And I think you and Abby tagging was so fun. Like yeah. when you guys would do stuff together because it was just so polar opposite. And you like pick her up and use her as a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great. Um, who are some people on the scene that you haven't worked either with as a team or are people you would like to or people who you would like to square off against? Uh, I think my dream tag team partner is Filthy Tom Lawyer. Okay. That, like, does it for me. I don't <laughs> know why. We really have nothing in common. <laughs> um, I just think he's awesome. Um, he's awesome. Um, Josh Bishop. He's great. I really like him. You tagged with Rex before, right? Uh, uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably no VAC. I, I had a couple of tag matches with Rex. I just wrestled him uh, a couple days ago. So I've done a lot of stuff with Rex. Yeah. Another big guy, very athletic. Big guy, athletic for sure. Yeah. What's that category? Uh, any other matches out there that you always wanted that you never had a chance to get? Like, um, who's Mance, the bucket list? Mance Warner. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, I'm sure there's hundreds of people I'm missing. But those are the ones that really stick out. Uh, right. Logan, I, I've tagged with Logan. So I've tagged with Logan. Yeah. But he's awesome. Very good. Uh, where's he at now? Where's he wrestling out of? I don't know. Yeah, he's he's from the what, the Baltimore area, right? I think so. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen him since leave. I always thought he was insanely impressive. I thought he was really really talented. He does like uh, VC, he does a uh, VCW Virginia Championship. Okay. And, yeah, uh, he's he super good. Fight, fight pro. Another guy too underneath the mask. Why? I was like, why are you wearing a mask? Like you're a good looking dude. <laughs> oh, Logan. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's handsome yeah. for sure. Yeah, handsome man. What are some outside influences that have that you've developed or incorporated in the character of Dan Champion? So when you when you were said, "Hey, you're Dan Champion now," obviously you had to spin something into that. Uh, what are some like? What did you pull from when it came for that character? You know, as a heel, nothing really. It's just a um, a more amped version of who I am. Mm-hmm. As a babyface, uh, it's gonna sound weird, but a lot of things I do are things I've seen Bruce Springsteen do in concert, like a lot of the interaction with the crowd. And things like that. So I pulled that from outside of wrestling into what I what I do as a baby face. Um, but as a heel, um, you know, maybe like um, Mike Tyson, like his attitude in boxing, or you know, like a Randy Moss from football. Like some of you just thinks like they're king shit. Yeah. Um, you know, something like that. So you pull a lot from like like cocky, very arrogant, but very good sports athletes. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. That's a cool development. Cause like some people are like, Oh, I try to emulate Kurt angle or this person right. and you, you pull from outside of that, which is super cool. I like that. That's a different way of looking at things. Nice. Um, so outside of professional wrestling, what are some of your hobbies or some things you like to do? Oh, you know, I like going, uh, you know, I like hitting up like, like you like hitting up breweries. Um, I like doing certain classes at the gym. Um, I like my Peloton, um, I enjoy live music, hanging with my friends, traveling, you know. Peloton, what 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 one do you have? The bike, bike or the bike? Yeah. 
I want to get the rowing machine. Yeah, that looks fun, right? Yeah. It's, uh, you have to pay monthly for that? Is that like a monthly subscription? There's a subscription, but I think it like I think once you buy it, you get like at least a year free. Okay. I, I'm gonna look into it because I don't think they're insanely expensive for the rowing machine. Uh, right. And I think it folds up real nice. I don't know. I, I want to do like a full body thing. So I think the rowing yeah. machine would be a lot of fun. Um brewery wise, what are some of your favorite uh crap breweries or just beer in general? So there's a place in Bethlehem called Bon, which I love. Bon Brewery. Um there's a place called Bouldergeist in Easton. That's pretty good. That I like, um, you know, Treehouse. That's like a major one. I've had some Treehouse. Love Treehouse. That's like uh, a, that. That's one for people who don't know. Sorry to cut you off there. Treehouse was a was. They have two locations now, if I'm not mistaken. Their first location, um, you have to buy a ticket, and you can only have like one beer because it, it it flows so much and they get so much traffic, and it like it tripled the population of their small town. They had to put add more stoplights. They had to put like a person to like to direct traffic. Like this one brewery just exploded this small town that never had it before. And they make insanely good beers. Like people travel from all over the world to go there. And then they buy like thousands of dollars worth of beer and bring it home. Like if someone's going on a treehouse run, they're like, Oh, get me this. Yeah. Like it's, it's a big deal. Stuff. Yeah. I uh, love, love city in Philly. It's really good. I haven't been there yet. Love City. Next time you go to um, Suplex, I think you can walk. You can walk to Love City from Suplex. Really? Yeah. That's, I that's good. Yeah. That's good to know. <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> I I might be there a lot more often soon. Yeah. Uh, uh, once again, Hunter, following you on social media, says Dan is insane when it comes to chugging beer. I've seen it on his Twitter. Oh yeah, that's one of my talents. I can chug. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. What's the trick to it? Um, I don't know if there is a trick. I think it's just one of those things you can do or can't do. Yeah. And it sucks because when you can't do it, you feel so ashamed when you're around people and they're like, yeah. look what I can do. And you're like, what's wrong with you? Ugh. You're like ready to throw up. You're trying to dribble down the side of your I face. Don't, I don't have a beer in my fridge. I don't think I would do one right now. Yeah. I have a seltzer. I can chug a seltzer. Is that is it possible? Like the, 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 the yeah. TV static doesn't get you? I'll be right back. Yeah, let's do it. We got Hunter. You have prompted a Dan Champion beer chug. And while he's gone away, make sure you check the link that's popped up there right there on your screen for all things ABJ. Check out the link tree to do that. Uh, who's in the chat here? Um, there you go. I'll ask that when he comes back. Great question, Raz. Um, he did go through some of the wrestlers he liked to face early on in the podcast. So you can uh, check out the replay for that. Um, yeah, keep the questions coming, everybody. I appreciate you guys for asking them in. We got I, a I, seltzer. Uh, I have a seltzer. This is just like floating around my fridge. I love that. It's the last one I have, so I'm not a big fan of it. But you know, for your podcast, I just had the um for the, the Arizona peach iced tea one. I That's normally good. don't like the you like, like the, I liked it. I normally don't like the Mike's hards and the twisted yeah. teas. I think they're too sweet. But that our Arizona one was really really good. Yeah, I'm not usually a big fan of these. Like, I like seltzers. But like these spiked iced teas and like ciders, not really my thing, but. Real quick, just for reference, hold that can up. You got the Andre effect here. Look how big his <laughs> hands are around those cans. Dan is a, a, a very large man. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here it is for the podcast. Gone. Gone. We got a Let's big bad chug on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Now, do you do the shotguns too? Um, not really. They're, they never like go off right in my mind. Like, yeah, I can chug in a glass shotguns. I can do, but like, if you don't do it right, or if it doesn't open the correct way, it's a mess. 
yeah i i um i also just like craft beers and a lot of craft beers are so insanely expensive so i'm like why would i chug that yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like I, give I, me a miller light or something beers. yeah tony Depp just, used to get on me all the time he's like why are you chugging that that's like a nine dollar beer <laughs> why not? definitely would know he's been around beer a very very long time uh so style of beers what are some like if you your go-to's you know, I was a big IPA guy for a long time, and I do like IPAs, but the past couple of years, I've moved more towards, like, it's also seasonal. Like, in the wintertime, I love a good porter. Yeah. Nothing the darker beers are tough for me. Like, that tastes like coffee. I like that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, so, in the wintertime, porters, um, I still drink IPAs in the summer. It's just, like, I feel like that, an IPA, like, maybe because of the hoppiness is like what really has to do with hangovers the next day. Mm -hmm. So if I drink IPAs all night and I'm drunk, my hangovers will be horrible. Yeah. If I drink like ales and lagers and things like that, it won't be so bad. So I've been like more into like the ales and lagers um, and things like that. Like I still like an IPA, but like yeah. I can't, I can only have one or two. Lagers, ales and pilsners are my go-to. Pilsners are good too. Yeah, they're especially when they're craft beer made. They're when they're made at a craft yeah. brewery. They're just better. I'm not big into sours. I actually don't. I I, I find Harpern, Harpern City. I usually get a like. So when I go to Deppin's Brewery, because their wall changes constantly. Yeah, I have my go-to beer that I'll order, and then I'll do like samples of the new beer just so I can say I tried them, and then I just do the little pours and I try them, and then I'm off to I'm off to my go-tos. But uh, yeah, the sours taste good, and they they hit all the flavors are going for. But it's just that um. That, that that gets me the bad acid reflux um i do, uh, I do love bloody mary so that's like my go-to drink uh, deppin's brewery does I, I think they're wednesdays they do a bloody mary day where they just are it might be on uh, saturday or something they do like bloody Price mary thing yeah yeah uh, brie, brie kills it she's a big bloody mary person uh have you tried the stone cold beer yet well there's two there's an ipa and there's a lager i've tried the ipa yeah the ipa it's, it's, it's good. all right it's a little like expensive the for the, the IPA, but the, I think the lager is better. Uh, yeah, I haven't had the lager yet. Uh, <laughs> this conversation makes me feel bad for loving Rolling Rock because it's not fancy enough. There's nothing wrong with dirt beers. I, I, I live in. Uh, it's technically still craft, but I, I'm, I'm a Yingling guy. My favorite's Lord Chesterfield, and it's only made in like a small little area. That's my go-to beer, and it has the same characteristics of a Rolling Rock. It has that like that, that dank, skunky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Like I, I, I had uh, roller rocks for us. Like there's no other way to put it. It tastes like skunk beer. Yeah. Uh. Well, and then certain IPAs, uh, depending on the style. Um. <laughs> I say they taste. They smell like cat piss. Yeah. Like the cat. Oh yeah. The cat piss smell. <laughs> um. Any other like when it comes to like wrestling, um, wrestling at a brewery. What are some breweries that you think would be awesome if they hosted, uh, wrestling events? Oh man. Well, we did one. I did one at Love City. So that we had a great show at Love City. I wrestled Ultramances there last year. Okay. So that was a lot of fun. Um, it's hard to say. Most of the breweries I've been into couldn't hold a wrestling show. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. We did a wrestling show there. But, um, the, Are they I'm still open? Weibacher, yeah, yeah. They closed and they reopened. So they have new ownership now. Good, good, good. Um, I'm wrestling at a brewery on Saturday for Rad Pro Wrestling Okay. in Massachusetts. I wish I could give them a good plug right now um, and say what brewery it is, but I don't know. I forget. All right. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about more of it, I don't even think it's at a brewery. I think it's just at a bar. 
Oh, okay. That's even better. Bra- ba- beer and wrestling should but always be. out of place at certain booths. <laughs> That's for that, I'm sure. I forget if it's a brewery or not, but I did a show at a brewery. There. You know, I did a show at a brewery there, um, their first show for Radfro, which is a promotion of Northeast, uh, in the Northeast, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a smoked beer, like the hops were smoked. Yeah. And it was like one of the most interesting beers I ever tasted. It was just, it was different. I, Have I you ever heard of Snitz like Creek? Favorite, but it was like just something different. Yeah. Snitz Creek makes a smoked beer and they smoke the, I don't know if they smoke the, the beer or the, the barrels it's put in yeah. or something, but they smoke it in like a meat room and they it's called like the meat beer and it has like a meaty, smoky taste. Yeah. That's what this yeah. one. Yeah. They like call it beer. Lebanon Bologna beer. Oh, shit. I love Lebanon. Yeah. Uh, it's called Snitz Creek. They have so if you're ever in that area of Pennsylvania, yeah. or if you're coming this way, or wherever I show together, I'll I'll, I'll try to get some, and then I'll get it Perfect. to you. Appreciate. Um, there was a really good question here earlier. Um, I missed it. Oh, what has been some of the best music concerts you've ever attended? Oh man, uh, well I've seen Bruce five times. I'm gonna see him next Wednesday and probably next Friday. So Bruce tops it all. The best show, the best best Bruce show I've been at was in 2016 or 17. He had his longest U.S. show. So if you know anything about Bruce, he plays the long-ass shows. They go long. Yeah, I heard. So I was at a show that was like four hours and three minutes long. And it was like a lot of like, um, a lot of like rarities, a lot of stuff like B-sides, like stuff like a hardcore fan for like me would like love. So that was my favorite Bruce show. Other than that, you know, I saw. Um, I, I'm not a big Foo Fighters fan, but I saw them and they were good. You're not I, I a really big Foo it. Fighters fan. I mean, they're okay. That's uh, my favorite. That's probably my favorite. That's your favorite. Yeah, but I also, like, to be fair, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get the the love for Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I listen to his music and his, his hits are, I guess, are okay at best. But like, if you're, it's either you're a Bruce fan or you're not a Bruce no, fan. And when the people who are Bruce fans are like. They're like deadheads. Like, yeah. Like, oh no! It's like when you said you only seen them five, I'm like that. You that's rookie numbers. You gotta pump them up. Yeah, (laughs) I got into them later in life, Uh, so I missed like a bunch of uh, years of going to shows. Um, But yeah, I saw the Foo Fighters like when Dave Roll broke his leg. So okay, he was like in that wheelchair or that that throne. Yeah, the throne. Uh, So that was really good. Um, What else show did I really like? I saw the wallflowers. It was really, really good. That was kind of recent. Yeah. I expected it to be good at all. I just kind of went to go and it actually looked really good. Well, where you're at up there, right? Is like you're, you're in the Lehigh Valley area. There's tons of places to see music and go oh, do yeah. things. Yeah. So right now, like I said earlier, it's music fest, which is like the most amazing time of the year. Uh, there is a uh, shutdown like Bethlehem and they just have different plazas or big ass tents, different bands for 12 days that's awesome so that's all steel stacks out. what's that is this all at steel stacks so a part of it's at steel stacks that's uh south bethlehem and then in north bethlehem um it's like they have a bigger area where they shut everything yeah. down is that and more where the casino is no that's more like i don't know if you're familiar with the area but there's like a hotel bethlehem it's like the main strip of bethlehem okay 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 I, I went to Steel Stacks once during the 
the I, I I always say when the last time they won the but they always seem to pull it out and win it, but maybe not this year. But when the US girl women's won the uh when they won the World Cup, yeah, uh and they just dominated like the, the final game they were up by like six goals within the first like we were looking for parking pulled in and it was our like four nothing and they just dominated but that was i we went to steel stacks they had the big projector on the side of the oh yeah yeah uh, and then the place was just packed with people and fireworks yeah. and smoke bombs uh that is such a cool place man and they do such a good job putting stuff in there it's it's yeah. a really good venue yeah it's a lot of fun uh you know our home at lvac is always going to be so cool it's like that dive bar yeah you know that's our that's where we had our first year of shows that's like our spot but steel stacks is just like another level like how accommodating they are um how like nice and beautiful like the ring looks um it's really it's really special really cool there any any more uh drive-in shows before it gets super cold no uh there's only we only do one a year so yeah that one, one already happened this year got rained out <laughs> oh that sucks yeah so that was really cool. I, uh, was it you and Ultra Manus, right? We're on the the the. Yeah, we're on the, the sign last on year. On the sign, yeah. Yeah. That driving is so. That is, uh, I always tell people who are not from our area that, and I, people from outside the area are huge fans, especially horror community people. Yeah. Uh, that's a very sought after venue because I, well, I was in Denver, and this girl's like, "Yo, you're from Pennsylvania?" Like she goes, "I helped crowdfunded." when they were like almost going to lose the property. Yeah, she's like, yeah. because, and she goes, cause it's a dream to go to, I'm like, she's like, what? Are, I'm like, what? You know, like, how do you know about this? Cause it's like, they do horror stuff all the time there. And it looks really, really cool. And the art of a drive-in is so, I guess outside of the Pennsylvania Northeast, like the Northeast side of the map, like drive-ins are not a thing anywhere else. Like wow. people are like, what is a drive-in? Like, I, I was like, are you crazy? We, we had like six of them in our area <laughs> at one point in time. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really cool. I'm, I'm glad they do the wrestling stuff. What were the movies that were going to play this time? The movie still played. It was El Santo. Versus, it was like some Lucha Libre Mexican movie from like the 50s. El Santo versus somebody. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Wagner. I don't know. It was like one of those like, um, Lucha Libre movies. I think last year was um, They Live. Um Beyond the Mat. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Wrestler. And no Body Slam? Sir, Sir Urban Commando, something like that. Oh, Sir Urban Commando with Urban, uh, Hulk yeah. Hogan. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, think those, I, I think those were the four. I could be I could be mixing up other years, too. But yeah. Those four body movies played at some point during the drive-in series. What's that? Those four movies definitely were played somewhere in the three years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm all together in the right year. <laughs> Um, now LVAC is for people who, who don't know, we'll kind of dive back that for real quick. Um, no, t- no title belts. No, it's just kind of like you show up, you get some fun matches together. It's a different vibe. Yeah. It's totally fun. I mean, there's yeah. storylines, there's storylines, but there's no belt. Um, it's not that serious. Um, you know, it's very, it's very loose. Yeah. You know, uh, we don't take ourselves too serious. <laughs> it, it's, it, it, is, it is a lot of fun. Uh, where in the world would you like to wrestle besides the places you've already been? Oh man. Um, that's, that's our Australian watcher right there. So he, I, he always hints that cause he wants people to yeah. say Australia. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd love to wrestle in Australia there. You know, any, really any, anywhere that would pay like any place out of the country that would pay my flight. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, even like, but that's the one kind of downside about wrestling. It's like last weekend I was in Pittsburgh 
And I'd love to like hang out in Pittsburgh, but it's like you go there, you wrestle, you drive back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I never got to experience this, any town I ever did no. commentary or pro- production with because you're in working and you're driving home four hours again. Uh, I'm going to Cleveland in a couple weeks. Um, the, ma- the, the the it hasn't been announced yet, but I'll be in Cleveland in a couple weeks, and it's like the same thing. I'm trying to figure out like maybe I stay in Cleveland for a day and like check some stuff out. Um, instead of draw, like, a lot there, right? Depending on yeah. where you're at, like, oh, the, yeah. like the, the baseball hall of fame, NFL hall of fame, rock and roll, yeah. all there, not baseball, just NFL and rock and roll. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to check that out. Um, but yeah, every, yeah, that's the one thing like you go, like I tell people who aren't into wrestling, Oh, I went to uh, Cleveland and they're yeah. like, Oh, what did you see? I'm like, uh, maybe a gas station. Like not, nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I got a slim gym at a gas station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, also, if you're if you're in the area, there's a brewery. It's big in that area. Um, Fatheads, Fatheads Brewing. All right. But I think they moved to Pittsburgh too. They're in the pit. They crossed over from Ohio to to PA. But definitely check them out. They make some good beers. Um, so besides, you know, the music side of things, and, and is there anything else that you're into? Are you, you a gamer, TV guy? Yeah. Um, I have an I have a PlayStation, but I don't really play it too often. Okay. Just have, like downtime. Um, TV. I just I watch like old ass shows like i watched seinfeld a lot you like binge watch the classics i've been like curb your enthusiasm i love um have you ever real quick have you ever seen the documentary about curb your enthusiasm how it saved a guy from going to life in prison i know that i haven't seen the documentary but i know the story it's crazy (laughs) that show saved a guy's life who was essentially racially profiled and they were trying to pin a murder on him yep yep (laughs) so nuts and he happened to be sitting it, it look up the documentary it's yeah. it's bananas yeah i know the story i know the story <laughs> every time i never watch the show but i only know about that show because of that documentary yeah i do the same thing i turn on netflix and i watch office always sunny parks yeah. and rec those are all Mar- married with children over and over and over yeah. again I, I could watch any of those yeah <laughs> uh now uh besides the like i want to go back to the music real quick are you more into the rock or are you in a little bit of everything um i'm into a little bit of everything for sure yeah. is there a concert that you want to go see or a band you haven't that you want to no no, no nothing no. Not, nothing stands out nothing like, like like i need to see this um if you were able to go to a concert of anyone alive or dead and they hand you it and you could pick the ticket who would it be bruce you're a psycho. <laughs> you could pick Zeppelin, the Beatles, and you're Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah, I hundred percent. That's okay. the love of Bruce Springsteen I would fans. Say like '80s Bruce Springsteen. Okay, born so you want to you would go back in time to see Bruce in that era. Born in the USA tour, I would see, or the reunion tour of the early 2000s. Those would be the two I'd see. I didn't know I could like time travel with this. Yeah, yeah, you could time travel. You can. Okay, you can... yeah. So that like the Beatles are right, but they don't really do it. Do it for me. <laughs> Like if somebody's like, I have a ticket to go back in time to see the Beatles. Obviously, I would say yes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you're like, can we stop in the '80s so I can see yeah, Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's the love of Bruce Springsteen fans. Like you're like anyone in the world, like Bruce, live or die, baby. <laughs> um, I I appreciate um any promotions that people can go see you um or or promotions that they can go watch like either as an IWTV or or somewhere like can go check out some matches or content of you. Yeah, I mean, I'm on. Uh, there's a lot of me on IWTV. There's probably a lot of me on Fight. There's probably some of me on the Premier Network thing. Yeah. Uh, um, and like promotions coming up, I have uh, Rad Pro Wrestling, which is kind of interesting. Like, um, 
you're a different character there. You're like time travel to the nineties. So I'm a milkman. Some big milk. Um, I love the milkman idea. That's a lot of fun. Now do you step uh, it up and be like, like the ladies in the audience, you're like, hey, I'll be dropping the milk off at four. <laughs> like no, the joke that milkman's that you're the milkman's kid. <laughs> maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll try that line out. Yeah. You could be like a heel, you could be the evil milkman. Um, <laughs> and um it hasn't been announced, but I'll just say it because who fucking cares? Uh, no one watches this. I'm doing AIW in late August. So that's awesome. They're like Yeah. A big deal, you know. Uh then of course LVAC, September sixteenth, steel stacks. Totally. If you're in the area, do it. Selling out. So, like, get your tickets. And all of the previous LVAC shows, I believe, are all on IWTV. I'm actually almost guaranteed they're all on there, right? Some. Some. Not all. Not all. Okay. Which ones are not? There's there's the Steel Sack show from last year. There's the show you were at. Where are those at? The the Weibacher show. Yeah. Like, where can people watch them? Oh, if it's not on IWTV, you have to buy that DVD. Physical media, baby. Really? Oh, big time physical media. I did not know that. Like the Sokol show? There might be like four on IWTV. Because I thought that was filmed by IWTV that day. Yeah, yeah. Some of the shows, like, if, if it's something like the Wyabaka. The brewery show, one, I thought. Well, yeah. That'll be live streamed, and then that goes right to their on-demand library. Yeah, yeah. But, like, at Sokol's, like I said, it's a dive bar. They don't have that kind of Wi-Fi for live stream. Yeah. So Gary and his crew comes film it and then it goes on DVD or you can like get the digital copy from SmartMark. Now, a handful of those shows are on IWTV. Okay. So uh, that's a that's a smart move for SmartMark. They're yeah. very hard work. I love Gary. He's so yeah. cool. Yeah, Gary, Gary's someone I want. I want I want him on. So he's been me I I don't want to even say me. Brian goes to Tony Deppin's wrestling trivia and Gary and Gary brings like him, Carolina Jim. Uh, I'm so sorry, I forget the he has a ring announcer. He goes with them sometimes. Carolina and then, Jim. no, another guy. There's another announcer guy. Oh. Black glasses. I, I I'm I'm so sorry, I forgot your name. I'm having a brain fart. But essentially, all these guys go and she, and everyone's just trying to beat Brian. And we just drink, and Brian just answers every question because he's a goddamn guru. <laughs> and Brian got a question right that of an independent question that Gary filmed and Carolina Jim rung and that was a ring announcer for, and they didn't know the answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Gary's always trying to take Brian down for his wrestling trivia. And he, he I think funny. he did it. They did it once. They beat him one time. <laughs> so the joke is he's always trying to take Brian out, but Gary's a great guy. Gary is someone and Carolina Jim. I'd love to have on here uh, and, and ha- have a chat, but uh, upcoming shows, like I said, definitely go check out those promotions, LVAC on uh, IWTV, as well as uh, come go to the show, go to steel stacks. If you're in the area, it's, it's going to be unbelievable. And like I said, it will sell out fast. Last time was standing room only. And uh, I, we can't say anything officially, but I will say this. If you are a fan of all elite wrestling and you like a lot of their superstars, I don't think there was an LVAC show that someone didn't show up. Um, previously, at least two shows I can say, Orange Cassidy was there. And Eddie Kingston was at the last Steel Stack show, if I'm not and mistaken. And Willow. Who's that? And Willow. Oh, and Willow. Yes, and Willow was there. Uh, so Willow was at the brewery show too, but that she was not signed yet at that right. brewery show. Right. Yeah, she and she broke Hot Sauce Williams' face. <laughs> I always say that. It's like Willow is a 
gangster. You don't mess with Willow. <laughs> Another one who we absolutely love on this channel and support so much. Actually, I was at um a, a convention and the guy had this uh his own art he did like all these wrestlers and they're all like sean vin like all these old school guys and his one independent drawing that he had was a willow drawing oh that's cool and i was like i'm buying that and i have yet to see her obviously because she's on to bigger and better things but i have a, this guy's custom art of a willow nightingale i'll send you a picture of it and send it to you but yeah. i was like i have to own this because it's like the fact that he had all these wrestlers and the only independent person he had was willow speaks cool. volumes for how she is as a human being yeah. and how amazing she is as a, as a person but uh yeah uh so if you if you like that crowd um and you're into that sh show up show up to the show you never know who's gonna be there never know yep it's always a mystery and bryce is all usually bryce is there if he's not if, sometimes he shows up for sure yeah sometimes he cut but he's he's there a lot of times too big supporter of uh, of that crew uh anything you want to plug where can people find you on social media any last things you want to get out dan um where can people find me on social media instagram and twitter uh my instagram name is i am big dan champion or no it's i am dan champion i am dan champion and my twitter name is I think it's Dan Champion one. No, I think it's Dan no? Champion four. Four? I think it's Dan <laughs> Champion four. There's three other people suspended. you have to beat. I, I got suspended a few times, so really, I the gave me. Yeah, just writing stupid stuff. Uh, <laughs> anything um, you could say? No, it wasn't anything bad. It's like I'm gonna punch this person in the face, and then oh, I guess okay. yeah. so you can't like you can't cut a promo. You can't like work on a. <laughs> you got to keep it clean. Got to be nice, to everybody. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I never got. I didn't get trolled for anything like outrageous just like i don't know if you told someone like f you buddy or anything i like, did tell a local politician to jump off a bridge and that got me in trouble he probably deserved it he did deserve it um uh, so now i keep it clean on the uh twitter slash x uh but yeah i mean i got nothing else to plug but uh the the, the shows i'm coming up uh big gav just joined the chat who the hell is uh, big gavin who he comes to all the shows dressed as people oh What's up, Gavin? I know who he yeah. is. Did, did you get a drawing? I did get a drawing. Oh, you've made it. That's it. I that's always tell I knew, people. That's when I knew I made it. If you get a Gav drawing, you have made it. Great. Love it. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for doing this, Dan. The door is no always open. I, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Like I said, a, a fan of you as a human as well as all the work you've done. And uh, anytime, that, anytime you have anything going on or you want to come talk about the next LVAC show or if there's anyone on the roster you think would uh, – would be a fun guest bring them on uh, i'm sure. always down to have people on and promote shows and hear their story um we will be back again on monday the 14th uh i'm going to announce next week's guest right here so you guys are getting the first access to it so monday seven o'clock sean carr will be on the podcast uh then on tuesday at seven o'clock Devontes will be on the podcast and then on the 17th i will not have a podcast that day I will be at Pilgaroo Brewing Company. Uh, they're watching the fight, ta uh, the fighter, fighter-tainment show. I always been, I've been calling it fight, ta fight tacular, and that's not the name of it. It's fighter entertainment. Um, already announced, uh, Junie, who's been on the podcast. Uh, they just announced um, Griffin McCoy, um, and Jordan Oliver will be in attendance. So a lot of cool names being dropped there. Uh, what the hell do you ask Junie? He's been, he's had like five matches. Yeah, he's his kids killing it. The kids, oh, you should wrestle Junior. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, though? Yeah, what's that? Like, 
give me your favorite memory of your last five matches. No, we learned how he uh, in school he was a theater kid and how he puts his theater into professional wrestling. I'm already over it. <laughs> you got heat. You got you and Junie one on one, baby. Let's go. Uh, no, the guy's been doing amazing. He, actually, my opinion, the last show, I thought him and Speedball by Mike by Mike Bailey stole the show. I thought they oh, had probably the best match of the Junie's night. Good. Yeah, Junie's good. Yeah, Junie, good kid. Uh, so that's pretty much it next week. Just two episodes. And then uh, the last live episode of the month, I'll, I'll kind of give that to you guys here as well. So Monday will be the last live episode. Everything after that will be pre-recorded while I'm in the UK. Uh, rooting on AEW. Future, hopefully future world champion Adam Cole, baby. But the last one will be on Monday. Uh, the following Monday will be Big Dust. Um, okay. That one is going to be out of control. <laughs> <laughs> uh so guys thank you so much for tuning in three in a row this week i know i hit you with a lot but i appreciate you everyone who keeps coming in the chat and hanging out and and and, and doing everything to support this it means more than you know uh but guys we'll see you soon this we're out here's song here's a song by the converse kid billy trey